Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z's Sleep Podcast, episode 59, all about the rock and play recall. And I have on the phone with me, through the podcast, I have with me Dr. Gail Smith of Partners in Pediatrics here in Richmond, Virginia. Not only is Dr. Smith an American Academy of Pediatrics spokesperson, but she is also a pediatrician here in Richmond, and so many of my clients see her, love her, adore her. And I was thrilled when she happened to shoot me an email the day that the announcement came out and said, hey, Becca, I would love to talk with your audience about the recall. So of course, I had to take her up on that. And we chatted on Monday, and we have this podcast out because I firmly believe it is so important that you guys have answers. And you're able to take action after hearing the news about the recall. So thank you, Dr. Smith, for joining me on the podcast for this week. Enjoy this special edition podcast with Dr. Smith. I'm really excited that you reached out for one because I started getting an influx of questions from moms. And I always like to have the backup of like, well, this is what is said. Um, so I really appreciate, you know, some time just to kind of walk through it. And there are several big points that basically every mom is asking me right now, but I would love to hear from your side, basically why the recall happened and what, what parents should be doing next if they have had their baby in the rock and play. So the recall happened because as early as looks like 2007, there were reported infant deaths for infants sleeping in these upright sleepers. And the earliest death in the research was 2011. So that was eight years ago. Um, and so it's been on the radar for uh, both Consumer Reports and the Consumer Product Safety Council for some time. And the recall occurred because enough babies died in these rock and play sleepers and parents were not aware of that. They are marketed to new parents. Most of us, most of them, are terribly sleep deprived in those early months, and it seemed like it was a good solution. The American Academy of Pediatrics has gone on record and been absolutely firm about their guidelines for safe uh, sleeping, and flat surfaces is part of, of what we recommend. No, absolutely agree wholeheartedly. And so now many parents are asking, well, what should I use instead? How would you reply to a mom who says that? Well, believe it or not, um, the recommendations for what you should use instead are the same as they were before the, the rock and play recall. Baby should sleep flat on a firm surface. And I know as a pediatrician and I know as the mother of four really, really lousy baby sleepers, that it seems like that is potentially the worst position to help an infant get good rest. But in fact, with what we know science-wise, it is the safest sleep position. Right. I absolutely agree. And so now I've actually had a couple of parents say that their pediatrician had recommended the rock and play due to reflux. So typically when a parent reaches out with a child has reflux or GERD, they've said, oh, my child has to be on an incline. How would you respond to those parents? Well, that's one of the tougher um, calls because the rock and play itself, while it's on an incline, is not a firm, flat surface. So regardless of the recommendations for babies with reflux, the rock and play doesn't qualify as a safe place for those babies to sleep either. Unfortunately, reflux is an 
commonly tossed around word. So when your baby is in the pediatric gastroenterologist's office with his or her reflux, that's one thing. When your mom group at the park um, is talking about our refluxy babies, that's something altogether different. Right. Absolutely. No, I, I, I like that. And then how about using the rock and play as a place to keep baby when mom has something to do? So lots of parents are saying, well, can't I still use it the correct way? Having them strapped in while I go cook dinner? I, like every other mom and every other pediatrician, wants a universe that's black and white. And I would start by saying to that mom, of course, you can use a rock and play with your infant in it, supervised in your kitchen, cooing and watching you slice tomatoes and chop potatoes and get dinner ready on the table. I think that because we understand some of the risks of the device, they are being recalled. And if I were, if I were that mom, I'd send it back and get my money back and buy something else. Exactly. So are you aware of any product that you would recommend in a, as a replacement of the rock and play specifically used as a positioner to keep baby seated while mom cooks? Are there any products you would recommend instead of the rock and play? I have tried very hard as an AAP spokesperson not to be in the business of selling ads, so to speak, or recommending one product line over another. And, and I think that there are lots and lots of good products that are out there. I also remind moms to think back to 1920. Somebody else's mom chopped potatoes and sliced tomatoes to get dinner on the table. And uh, lots of the things that we take for granted are gadgets having been invented in former times. So sometimes being a less is more mom, a less is more pediatrician has some advantages. I love that. I frequently tell moms the best place for a baby to be is on a on the floor with a, with a blanket if you've got a hard surface while you're watching them, but on the floor, on the carpet, rolling around because they're free and they're not in a container device. I and you're saving money. That's free. So absolutely, it is something that we don't necessarily think about until someone asks us to do it. Creating safe play places for our children. I'm a big believer in the playpens and play yards because they create a safe encasement uh, for your child and an infant laying flat on his or her back in, in a playpen is safe. Yes, absolutely. So would you um, describe the babies who, um, I'm getting questions about, well, the babies that did die in the rock and play, they rolled. They were the ones who rolled. But that's not always why this was recalled. It was actually due to other reasoning. So the deaths that were linked to the rock and play, was it only because they were rolling or is it because the parents were using it improperly? So I, as an AAP spokesperson, don't have any firsthand knowledge about each of those individual cases of infants who have died. Um, there's more than 30 of them. And I suspect each one had some unique feature different from every other one. But 30 infant lives lost associated with a specific product um, it is huge. And the folks at Consumer Reports, they don't work for anybody but us as subscribers, for example. They're interested in 
truly understanding if there's a problem and what is it and informing the public. So I, I trust their diligence in gathering information, um, in synthesizing it all, in looking at a problem uh, from many different aspects. And they have been calling for a recall of the rock and play uh, for some time. So I think that's an important point in the, in the discussion and the debate. I think that it that covers the all the questions I was looking for that parents have been asking me that I was curious in. Are there any other thoughts on the rock and play, this discussion that you'd like to add in? I would really strongly, I, I think, encourage parents, go to the Consumer Reports website. They have an open access article that sort of lists hard facts in their investigative work regarding the rock and play specifically and, and inclined sleepers you know, in general. And I think that looking for information helps parents make decisions for their own child. When you look at the device, it, I mean, it doesn't look scary. It doesn't look like it's something that would put an infant at risk. And reading how, you know, how the infant deaths were investigated and reading more of the factual information, I think, will help parents have the courage to set it aside or to use it when your infant is awake and you're watching them if that if that's your choice and decision. Um, in truth, they outgrow so many of the devices and the gadgets that we have for them fairly quickly that if Fisher-Price is offering to give you your money back, it might be wise to take them up on the offer and and um, maybe save for college with that <laughs> rebate money. I love that. That's so great. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Happy to share it. Thank you, Dr. Smith, for joining me. This was such a great podcast to share with families who have so many questions. And I shared on Instagram last week that many parents are placing guilt on themselves over using the rock and play. And I want you and I need you to release that guilt. That's the last thing you need to be thinking and dwelling on right now. And I want you to make change in a positive way. So first of all, you can go to Fisher Price, and I've included the link in the show notes to claim your recall. I'll put the link so you can see that here. Dr. Smith has also included several links to find out more information about the recall and the AAP's decision. If you are ready to make sleep change in your family and ditch the rock and play to make way for great, consistent sleep, then I want you to check out littlezsleep.com so we can look into your child's sleep program. Thank you so much for joining me here this week. Sweet dreams. See you next time.